Ryan, I have a fucking hot take for you in the dog yeah. later today. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, then we have to finish. Then we get to That's the first. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we need to finish up to get to the dome. Then we get to the the first main card fight of the evening. Dan Hooker. Again, we brought in City Kickboxing with Israel uh, against Claudio Puelas. Puelas. I don't. I don't have anything on this fight with how Dan's been fighting lately. I. I. This is a uh, somewhat related to Dan Hooker. There's a strong possibility that. CKB loses all four of their fights. On this oh, <laughs> bang, bang, bang. <laughs> yeah. Cain Velasquez was granted bail today. I saw that. Which is which is good. Yeah. Yeah, he had to spend eight months in fucking jail. It's been eight months already? February, yeah. man. Isn't that crazy? It wow. does seem like... That, that explains why the Cain Velasquez cards... The Cain Velasquez card sales have been improving on the eBay. He's been in the news today. <laughs> it definitely it's tough so of course um he is being represented by mark garagos who has quite the list of notable clients let's just run through a few of them shall we okay (laughs) travelers insurance don't know if you've heard of them scotty pippen uh the most overrated basketball player of all time wow Um, jesse smollett wasn't he the guy who beat himself? No, he like hired mm, friends the to one. beat him up or something. I don't think he hired them, but he, he staged he it. To know, look like... He definitely did hire them. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I take that back. He uh, definitely hired people to beat him, beat him up. Colin Kaepernick, <laughs> Chris Brown. Um, oh, geez. Two survivors of a tiger attack at the San Francisco Zoo. Um, David Carradine, or his family anyway. Michael Jackson, Winona Ryder, <laughs> um, Gary Condit, Congressman Gary Condit. Wow, he I is haven't. also involved with Bill Clinton. Hmm. Um, no, well, sort of. Sorry, he represented Susan McDonald, who was convicted in the Whitewater scandal, uh, who was a business partner of former President. William, is it J. Clinton? Yeah, William <laughs> Jefferson Clinton. Um, Slick Willie, as I call him. Mark Garagos, <clears throat> that's quite the list. So uh, from what I heard is people people were saying he wasn't going to be able to get out. And then uh, just the other day, I heard on a podcast that uh, mm-hmm. he he actually, things were starting to look up for him. So that's good. A friend of ours, Aaron, a, a former co-worker's cousin, I believe, was drunk at a bar one time and started mouthing off in Kane Velasquez's general direction. <laughs> and this co-worker of ours said, hey, hey, not not over there. 
<laughs> that that may well be the last thing you do. So now we know how true that was. Yeah, mm-hmm. no understatement there. <laughs> Is uh, there's other things that happened in the the new in the sports world and in the pretty neat stuff that we like to talk about. Aside from Cain Velasquez getting granted bail, should we talk about him? Okay. Do it. <laughs> wasn't there like a world world super bowl world world champion cup uh baseball yes baseball houston right yeah much to dom dom chagrin the houston astros have won another world series yeah it's tough right they the problem is, is it is they are so good so <laughs> i typically prefer for the best team to win and uh either they are they are probably the best team you know the dodgers had a better record the dodgers had like a historic record um the dodgers though are kind of built in in a computer and by that i mean their roster is constructed by software and algorithms that over the course of 162 simulations will win you 111 of them. But over the course of five, the heads tails flips may come up tails one more time than you want it to. Um, the Astros are just, they're just loaded. I don't know where they find all these pitchers. Um, and we know that their hitters get extra help. So good for them. <laughs> Every time Jose Altuve is <laughs> up to bat, I don't think he's going to get a hit and he does. Right. Well, he knows what pitch is coming, right? So they bang on a trash can or put a little buzzer in his jersey. And so he knows when to swing and when not to swing. Yeah. Hey, I'm not I'm not gonna argue it. We're in Houston. <laughs> so I've been to every single Angels home opener since 2004. I think you guys know that except for 2020. Dang, 18 and, years. Uh, yeah, 18 wow. consecutive. And uh this past spring they played the astros and uh we always go to a bar slash restaurant across um state college from angel stadium and the waiter had a jose altuve jersey on (laughs) and Uh, i said hey man let me see the buzzer on the inside of that and he goes hey you know we bang on trash cans and he turned around and walked away (laughs) like you know what lean into it lean into it i support it it's what i would say Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't do that anymore. We just bang on trash cans. We just bang on trash cans. That's awesome. Now they can like synchronize it to the booze against Ted Cruz in the crowd. Uh, <laughs> the I saw. I saw that Cruz. was that was in the news local today of, of the uh, parade through Houston. You know, celebrating uh, how it changes to booze <laughs> once mm. his his part of the motorcade came around. Uh, that was funny. Uh, Related to this Aaron Judge free agency, right? I mean, he's probably staying with the Yankees. It would probably make the most sense. They'll probably offer him the most money. But I've heard a lot of rumors about L.A. and San Francisco. Mm -hmm. And it would be insane, like ludicrous for the Dodgers to be like, yeah, we just signed Aaron Judge. It'd be nuts. I think that would be insane for the Dodgers. The Dodgers will only do it if it's a like three-year deal worth, I don't know, 
50 million a season like they'll they'll overpay per year to not have to commit to a 7 8 10 12 13 years for him and that that's kind of the way that's going to go if he's going to go to the Dodgers I don't think teams will want to give him a, a max well I mean there is no max I don't think teams are going to want to give him a a very long-term deal cut to six weeks from now when the angels give him 25 years and 784 million dollars it just it just makes me so angry uh the bigger news for the dodgers is where trey turner is gonna go yeah yeah trey turner is a good player so yeah he is happens Mm -hmm. jacob Degrom is a free agent Mm-hmm. He's on the Mets, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh. He is the very best pitcher on earth. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. He he is not the most durable guy, though. So I'm looking at the football standings then since baseball's over. No, we can just skip right <laughs> over those. <laughs> Why? Has this season just not been panning out by based on what you thought would happen or what you want? Because um, it seems I mean, to me that your projections have been co- pretty on the spot. Uh, yeah, for most of the teams, that's for sure. Not the Jets. Um, <laughs> yeah. You Nobody know, I guess the Jets, the more I watch my beloved Rams, I, I have realized and I made I've made peace with it. Right. They have the Lombardi trophy and many other teams don't. Um <laughs> Let's in fact let's look at the list of teams that don't have them so I can feel better about myself. There's two <laughs> versions of this Rams team. One of them is three and five. It's the version we've seen. The other version is five and three and scratched out wins against Dallas and uh uh Tampa, which they should have beat Tampa on Sunday. So um <laughs> it's a you know, it's a two-game swing. They they weren't going to beat San Francisco either time they weren't going to beat Buffalo they weren't going to beat uh whoever else they lost to so it is what it is those are teams that just haven't made it to the Super Bowl which are right we can say that Cleveland Browns the Jaguars the Texans and the Leons the yeah. Lions there's more teams that haven't won it though oh that's correct the oh, Chargers being true. one of them the Chargers unless you being count one of them. the 1963 AFL championship which we don't Ah, the Browns technically have eight championships, but no Lombardis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I remember for like a season when I was quite into football as a youth, being super into the Packers because they were the first champions. Yeah. And like, uh, yeah, I don't know. That really went nowhere. But I think that season they were particularly bad. And I like... <laughs> Well, totally if, fell off the way. If the Rams sucking is any consolation, if there's any consolation to it, it's that the Packers are worse. So, <laughs> how are scroll down for me? What is the Chargers record? Five and three. Oh, okay, that's pretty good. They play the uh, 49ers on Sunday Night Football upcoming. Let's go, Chargers! <laughs> I believe it's in uh, Frisco or wherever they're playing these days, not in San Francisco. And they just announced that they flexed the following week's game to the night game as well. I where they play the Chiefs. 
and hmm. I may go to that game. Nice. We'll see. What we'll see. have where, you been to Sofi? No, it was to be the first time. Uh, that's literally what I was going to ask if you'd been to one of those games there before. That, no, no, that excited. place is supposed to be amazing. So excited about the prospect. Nice. Nice. What else happened? I don't, okay, so I don't watch hockey. <clears throat> I have well, I like I like to. I like to turn it on if it's on. Um, ESPN Plus has hockey now, right? Uh, yeah. The yes. ESPN signed a big deal. They're mm-hmm. they're televising a lot of NHL games. Yeah, I and they they and I also get all the sports alerts, you know, like on my phone and Apple TV and stuff. I've been seeing like empty net like three times a night. <laughs> Have things just been incredibly competitive in the NHL this season? Or is it just like, has there just been a couple of series or some shit? Or am I just imagining it? I mean, there's a lot of parody. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what professional sports do, right? Somebody gets an edge and then they emulate that. They have a, a season or so to kind mm. of develop a game plan against it. If you take the, uh, if you were to take the Kings, for example, right? They're They're playing... 500 hockey right now um i'm pretty sure they're like six and six maybe seven and six and then one they overtime loss seven six and one yeah. yeah okay so they're they're like right in the middle of where you would be for a playoff contention even though this is very very early in the season a couple teams that stand out obviously vegas is just smoking it right now Ridiculous. Um, colorado 12 and def- two yeah they came out hot uh colorado's they're also camps. loaded yeah. Yeah, they're they've also been really really competitive since their inception. Well, and there's there's all kinds of stuff with that, but we don't have to get into it. <laughs> the the team was designed to succeed. I'll say that. The whole the league wanted them to do well, and they have got their wish. And and they have done just that. Um mm-hmm. I really only really pay attention to the to the Kings. I'm I'm following a couple of other storylines right now like Alex Ovechkin, who plays for the Capitals, yeah. he just bo- broke a Gordie Howe's record for the most goals with one team. Um, I never thought this would happen, but there's like a strong possibility that he breaks Wayne Gretzky, Gretzky's all-time goal record because I think he's 37 or 38, and he's good for like 30 to 40 goals a year. And he just he doesn't rack up assists. He's purely an uh, offensive dynamo. Um, he's a huge motherfucker. Um, he's built to age well because he's so durable. Um, and I'm kind of sad about that. Why? Um, because I grew up. That's a, I'm, that's an honest question. Yeah. I grew up watching the Kings and when Gretzky got traded in like 1992, mm-hmm. um, it was like, it was all Wayne Gretzky all the time watching him play just the all around game for him is um, his awareness on the ice and his ability to find like the correct play similar to what, like uh, maybe this is not an apt comparison, but like somewhat similarly to to what LeBron does, like he makes Mm -hmm. the correct play. He finds the open person. It's not about, I'm going to take over right now, even though LeBron, you know, has to do that. Sometimes those are different circumstances. Um, He has, to, to, to put it into perspective, Wayne Gretzky has more assists than most all-time great NHL players have total points in their entire career. 
Um, and that, he has 1,963 assists. And it will likely, <laughs> likely never, 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 never be broken because who has almost 2,000 assists? There are Nobody. a few that have over 1,000 assists, and he has yeah. almost 2,000. Yeah, there's quite a few. He is more than 720, he is 724 assists ahead of the next guy. Um, and it doesn't look like anyone on the list is even active. On the assist, um, it, you Patrick have to scroll. Kane. You have to Patrick scroll Kane way, way down. Yeah, Patrick Kane is still playing. Um, I think he's playing on the the Edmonton Oilers now. I don't know. Oh, Ryan Getzloff is on there, but he's 49th. He is 1,200 assists away. It's it is not going to happen for him. No, this is not going to happen for you, sir. Uh, and then you'd have to go. Obviously, Ovechkin's number three on the active list or number three on the all-time list. Yeah, but he'll pass Gordy Howe this year. He'll pass Gordy Howe, and then it'll, it'll probably be a year or two, just depending on how many goals he scores this year. He is 106 every... away. Like, it's it's just an inevitability. It's almost like Which... watching LeBron. Like, yeah, he's going to break the scoring record this year. It's just a matter of how many games. Which is, I was just going to say, that's those the... A lot of times in the sports conversations, I'm specifically talking to Aaron because Ryan, I know you know this. There's a couple of records that are, <laughs> and I, no, I'm not. Even, I don't. I'm not talking down to you. It's just no. It's, just it's the true. Way it is. That is there's the fact. a couple of records that are considered unassailable, and the real deep sports cut people will always point to Wayne Gretzky's goals and assists and total points as like there's no point in even trying because he's so far ahead of everybody else. And Ovechkin just fucking plugging away, man. <laughs> Stud too. I think it was night. Was it 1993 or 1992? The San Jose sharks uh, were introduced to the league. Is that right? The sharks? Yeah. Cause I want to say, question. I want to say that 91. Thank you. Yeah. Um, that was a pretty I remember that season pretty vividly and Mighty Ducks came out what the year after that two years after that and that mm-hmm. of course drove the love there too mm-hmm. uh, but really I'm into hockey because of Casey Jones and there is no greater hockey player than Casey Jones who is Casey of, uh, Jones <clears throat> Casey Jones right he had a one-time fling with April O'Neil yeah, very brief, very yeah, brief. Hung out with some. Uh, oh my god! Some Ninja Turtles <laughs> of the. I don't actually <laughs> like the Ninja Turtles. We've talked about this. Yes, right? we did talk about this. Yeah, I don't like the Ninja Turtles, so I didn't catch that reference. I thought it was who's the guy that shoots the knuckle puck? I like him. Oh man, Keenan uh, Will Keenan. Yeah, yeah, but who? Keenan Thompson. Thompson. Yeah, what's the character's name though? Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't remember either. All right, it's well, knuckle puck it, time. It doesn't matter. Um. I like the one. Is it Mighty Ducks Two, where they they play for Team USA for some reason? Yeah, that's but where hey, the, that's where the guy comes the, in with the knuckle puck. The best, yeah. the best hockey option we have is a bunch of kids in Orange County playing roller skate hockey <laughs> in the street. You got to come save America, guys. And they had to go defeat some Vikings from the yes, Icelandic team. That's right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Iceland is very green, and and Greenland is covered in ice. That's I learned that from their date night. Because <laughs> that's right. The very very tall, very out of uh, that gentleman's <laughs> league 
uh, female staffer on the Iceland team. Right. It was like it was Emilio Estevez who who let us remind everybody is just a very small Martin Sheen (laughs) and uh, and uh, like a super tall Nordic model. Yeah, (laughs) it just didn't work. I think it's what she says, like Greenland is covered in ice and Iceland is very nice. Yes. Like that's the thing. Who won the Stanley Cup last year? The Avalanche, Colorado. That's right. Yeah. Um. So a couple things, Colorado's team names or the NHL's teams have some of the best team names and the Stanley cup is far and away the coolest trophy. Uh, it's not even, it's not even close. Um, the most historic as well. Yeah. And man, and the live Sarah... NBA is fun. Live NFL is fun, but live NHL is right there. If you, if you can go to a game. Yeah, and I would recommend, you know, if you're in SoCal, go to uh, Crypto, go see a Kings game. Do not no. go to the Pond because the stadium is far superior in L.A. Well, I guess it depends on where you are. I First of all, calling it the Crypto.com arena is fucking stupid. And what's what going to happen <laughs> when, when Crypto.com loses the money to pay for that? I don't know. We'll find out. <laughs> it should go back to Staples. Staples it should be like, should, hey, I agree. welcome um, back. <laughs> I think it just depends on where you are. I'd much rather drive to Anaheim than to downtown LA from here. The drive, okay, is one thing. If you're talking about the experience in oh, the arena, yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. it's not even close. You're, yeah, you're, I, you're I'm, saying I'm, I'd rather drive to Anaheim. Okay, I would also rather drive to Anaheim. However, if you want to have the best type of NHL experience, you're going to Crypto.com, and you're getting in the premium seats where you have your own uh-huh. server. <laughs> <laughs> My parents, fun fact, were at the very first ever event held in that arena. Really? Yeah. Why, when it was Staples? Mm-hmm. When it was Staples. Hmm. Do you know who it was? Mm, Taylor Swift. Celine Dion. <laughs> no and no. Prince. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. Ah, okay. man, that was my next guess. <laughs> After Peter Frampton. Dude, did we have a discussion of like best venue? In I've your seen opinion, Peter Frampton live. Just fun <sighs> fact. It's yeah. hard because nice. I, I have not, <laughs> I have not been to enough venues to tell you. There's I was gonna say like what's tons the... all over the country that I haven't been to. I couldn't. Yeah, that that's a thing. That's a va- that's an added value proposition to being a UFC fan is the fact that it travels. Yes. I appreciate that it's a traveling organization. Although I like the regular events from the Apex as well. We've had that chat. Ryan, what is the best arena you've been to or venue you've been to for a sporting event? Um, I've been to quite a few. Um, The one that's really standing out in my mind right now is uh, the stadium the Seahawks play at. Oh, yeah. We traveled up there to move my brother-in-law up um, a few years back. And just coincidentally enough, the Chargers were playing the Seahawks. Um, So we got tickets. It's right next to the baseball stadium, like Mm -hmm. right next to it. Um, So they have a great like downtown section. Everything is like is is sealed off, for lack of a better term. They have all this activity going on downtown. And once you get into the stadium, you have like all these different things that you can go see. There's multiple tiers. Um, the vending was like far superior to what I was more accustomed to, which was um, Qualcomm in San Diego when it 
was still in existence, sure. uh, which was just, you know, the shittiest of the <laughs> shit. It was the second <laughs> oldest stadium um, before it was, you know, torn to pieces. Yeah. And it's the only just, one I've seen a game at. They didn't have to tear it to pieces. They just let it fall down. <laughs> <laughs> they just, they just let it, let, let age and father time do its thing. <laughs> you know, that history channel show life after people. <laughs> Yes, they feel I do there. know that show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but that that one stands out. Um, been to Vegas. Uh, I have not been to a, a Golden Knights game. However, I hear from my father in law that going to a Golden Knights game in Vegas is like quite the production. Yeah. I have uh, to. I have heard you the know, same. I have I have been in Vegas on many a night when they play when they are playing while they are playing a game and Mm -hmm. it is golden Knights everywhere. uh, Shirts, hats, whatever. Everything is all golden nighted out. The problem is the tickets have always been about double what I'm willing to spend to see them play (laughs) the Florida Panthers on a random Wednesday or something. So (laughs) I've, I've always not done it. Um, but I have seen college basketball from really good seats at the T-Mobile arena and it's, it's up there for me for sure. Yeah. I've, I've heard that it's pretty much a Vegas production that the, the, everything, the opening ceremony, halftime, all of it, everything is an extravaganza and, and that's pretty, that's pretty awesome. I think the I have not been to SoFi yet. I went to a few Rams games at the Coliseum. I've been to some USC games at the Coliseum. I do not like the Coliseum. Um, mm-hmm. The best venue I've been to, I don't. It's tough. City Field in New York is nice. Um, I was outside of Old Yankee Stadium once. I didn't get to go in because it was December. Um, you know what? State Farm. Um, State Farm Arena, State Farm Stadium, whatever they call it, where the Arizona Cardinals play. I saw a Rams Cardinals game there. Um, actually, I'm pretty sure I had COVID in very late 2019 and went because I didn't know what was going on. And I, I may, be, in fact, be patient zero, but that's for another day. Um, that stadium is very, very nice. I'm a big fan of that one. Yeah. Isn't the the fun fact about that stadium is that they, the grass the turf is on like rollers and they roll it out yeah. of stadium. So it can actually be, they actually play on natural ga- grass as opposed to SoFi, which is all turf, which the players do not like. Correct. Yeah. Did you see what the NFL came out with today? No, they said, uh, uh, their data analytics state that it's the same, uh, rate of injury, whether on grass or turf. Hmm. Interesting. This is yep. also the league that says that concussions are <laughs> concussions not a are not a thing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, the, I don't know uh, what you're talking about. This guy is just a little dizzy. <laughs> I'm a, I, you know what? I think American Airlines Center in Dallas. Uh, I've been there twice now, and both times great experiences. Uh. And I mean, I'm thinking about the Frank Irwin Center in Austin, where we saw a UFC fight night, which was really cool. Uh, we've seen a couple of shows here at a couple of the other spots. I saw a Charger Viking game at Qualcomm when I was younger. Been to a number of baseball games. and uh, But none Ooh, really. That's the- a good one, dude. Petco, base- that's a good stadium. Uh, Petco is right up there for sure. Yeah. And, and baseball parks are like 
they're kind of in a different thing but but american airlines center the seats we had were just like more comfortable than than other places you know i mean that's an important piece of the stadium experience is having a comfortable seat you need to be able to see yeah and your ass has to not hurt (laughs) and you have to not feel like you're in a sardine can yeah that's why i say like uh the pond as we refer to it or the honda center i don't like it because the seats are way too close together yeah and if you're not if you're not you know a petite individual you're right on top of the next person uh sitting mm-hmm. next to you and if you don't know that person it's like hey dude um you know We're inside you of each to, other for yeah, today you know, my um, arm my arm's gonna be inside your uh your inner thigh if you don't uh, mind do you want to like go out after this or <laughs> petco is is great um i am biased but angel stadium for as old as it is is also a good baseball experience yeah, not from a quality of the team standpoint, <laughs> from a day at a baseball stadium standpoint. Yeah, yeah, I've I've sat all over that that yeah that place, and I agree. Every time I've been there, it's been it's been fun. Yeah, first base side, third mm-hmm. base side, outfield, upper deck. It's it's all been it's all been fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I like uh, Angel Stadium as well. You remember that time we went to the Kings game and got sloshed? <laughs> Well, that was a Ducks game. It was a Duck. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> See, <laughs> uh, because yeah, uh, that was uh, corporate tickets when you were working yeah. for uh, another provider. Um, yeah, that was fun. I made Prior- this for our Instagram. <laughs> Prior to the 2016 Olympics, I saw Team USA play China um, in basketball at oh, Staples Center. And that was one of the three drunkest I've ever been in my life. (laughs) Top three. Wow. It it was, it was aggressive. You guys. (laughs) (laughs) And I regret it because I didn't, it wasn't even, I didn't, I have been very drunk on many occasions in my life. Almost never has it not been on purpose. And that time truly wasn't on purpose. It just sort of happened. I can Did I somebody can slip something into your drink and you just no went no we went to I was with a good buddy of mine we went to a restaurant that he knew a Korean barbecue spot that was fucking great he had lived in LA for many years and he kind of knew the people so we were sitting kind of near the bar but not at the bar and the bartender started sending over drinks we were it was way before the game so I was like this is totally <laughs> this is totally fine I can have a couple of these. It'll be cool. We get in the lift. We go back to to uh, where Staples is, and they're not letting people in yet. So we decide we're going to go to the yard house that's right there and keep drinking. Yes. So that's what we did. <laughs> then we get inside, and this was the kicker, it turns out. We go to, at the time, it was like the DraftKings bar. I don't know what it is now. And I order two drinks, and the guy... Of some some whiskey drink and the guy poured him huge and poured him heavy too and then he was like oh i messed this one up just take that and here's another one <laughs> and so i kill both of those it, it was it it just you know sometimes the stars align i lost him we went to get pizza after and i walked like three streets over and sat down on a bench i have no idea how long i was there and like i like came to and looked at my phone and he's calling me he's like where the fuck are you and i'm like Dude, honestly, I don't know. I went into because there's a restaurant there that has an adjoining bathroom with the other restaurant. And I went into the one bathroom 
and got confused and went out into the other restaurant. And from there, it was like, I don't know. I don't know where I am and no one can help me. I need an adult, <laughs> you know? It was one of those nights. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, somebody please help me. I don't know where yeah. I am. <laughs> hey, w- real quick, before we talk UFC. I was like- I was 33. real quick dom what's your take on the colts firing their coach and hiring their former all pro um i don't know if he's in the hall of fame yet jeff saturday jeff saturday who was an nfl analyst has never coached anything beyond uh, prep league to be their interim coach for the rest of the year okay so he wasn't on their staff already no no, he was that, an analyst for for on ESPN. Got it. So my take on the Colts coaching situation is I did not understand why everyone was making such a big deal out of it. The Colts are not a contender. Nobody cares if they fire their coach or who they replace him with. I think I assumed that Jeff Saturday was, was on the staff already. <laughs> the fact that they literally pulled him off of an ESPN desk and that's it's wild that's a little more wild. And then their assistant quarterbacks coach slash passing game specialist parks Frazier. That's a wonderful fucking name Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) is going to call the plays on offense. It's interesting because uh, he's this ESPN article is saying he's a, he's a big time data analyst. All these teams are trying to find the next Sean McVay, right? Um, they're trying to find the next Kyle Shanahan. They're trying to find the next uh, sort of young, yeah, whatever. Coming, right, breath of fresh air. Even Please. even the Chargers hired Brandon Staley from the Rams, who got him from Denver. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the the sort of the spirit of NFL coaching is shifting away from the guy in his sixties more to the guy in his late thirties. So, I. What do you make of it? I don't really. It's, have... I mean, so it starts with this, right? Frank Wright, he gets fired. But prior to that, the week prior, they fired their offensive coordinator. Why is that a yeah. big deal? Well, their offensive coordinator didn't call the plays. Frank Wright did, the head coach. So they've, they fired the offensive coordinator for their offensive woes. And then they bring in their backup rookie quarterback and bench Matt Ryan. Could be the right move. Who knows? Yeah, and then it's they not get, the wrong move. Not the wrong move, right? Matt Ryan, we you know, writing's on the wall, right? We know we know what you are. Um, and hey, then he got to a Super Bowl. He got to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Okay. Um, he got to a Super Bowl, and anyways, hey, so the following they were up. What was it? Twenty eight to three in that game. I mean, it was the most epic of of letdowns of <laughs> and, epic epic failures and. A mutual friend of Aaron and I's can can corroborate this story. He was over at my house watching, not Aaron, this friend of ours, was over at my house watching the game with me and my dad and my brother. And I'm a Tom Brady fan. I was a bigger Tom Brady fan at the time. I, he's, you know, recently run into some trouble, but I'm not going <laughs> to abandon him. Um, and the Falcons used their second timeout really, really early in the third quarter. And I looked at everybody in the room and I said, that's going to come back and bite them in the ass. Mark my words. And everybody, no, 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 no. You just love Tom Brady. It's 28 to three. And I said, okay, just watch what happens. And of course it did come back to bite them in the ass mm-hmm. because they couldn't stop the clock. Um, That was one of my cooler. I would have put 
you know, Prop 27, I guess polls are saying it's not going to pass, but also the people who are going to vote yes on that don't take election polls, you know? Anyway, <laughs> um, if I'd been able to get live odds on them, I would have 100% bet on them. Anyway, carry on. So head coach is calling plays. They fire the offensive coordinator. Yeah, they fire the offensive coordinator. He's not the one, I would say, ultimately responsible for why they are struggling offensively, right? They have an amazing all-pro running back. They have they brought in Matt Ryan. They have a lot of young talent on the outside. They can't do shit. Following week, they get smoked. Um, okay, Croach is fired, and they say we're bringing in Jeff Saturday. And you're like, what? <laughs> Saturday, the the retired football player who is doing like morning NFL analyst shows on ESPN, who's never coached in the NFL or college. And the only coaching experience is like coaching prep prep <laughs> leagues in, in high school. Yep. We feel really confident what he's going to do. Oh, okay. and by the way, he only coached the prep high school team for three seasons. <laughs> and, and our assistant quarterbacks coach slash passing game coordinator, he's going to call the place. I'm guessing that he also did that coaching before iPads were invented. <laughs> Uh, no, it was in 2017. No, no, no. Uh, Jeff Saturday is not a, not an old guy. He was born in 75. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, somebody, it's just like it's baffling. You, it is. Like, it is baffling. It, and really, you know, the NFL more than any, maybe Major League Baseball, but the NFL, you have to have vertical alignment. The owner, the team president, and all the people that work for them, the general manager, the people that work for them, the coach, they have to be on the same page. They have to be. And this whole situation screams that somebody at the top of the Colts organization and, you know, their, their owner has had some health and drug addiction issues, right? Somebody who runs this team did not know what was going on. Right. And they made these decisions and then whoever hired Jeff Saturday is probably friends with him. Um, so you, you bring in sort of your guy, uh, Parks Frazier, we'll see. Um, I had another take on this thing with the Colts. They they just... It, it just sort of screams to me that somebody didn't know something and then found out some stuff and then decided they were going to make some changes. What's wild is they're in second place in their division. Um, so they're, they're not out of the playoff stretch by any... or hunt by any means. Tennessee hasn't been maybe as good as people thought. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, huh. <laughs> it is weird. It's just, it's just one of the strangest things you're going to see in the NFL where to, to, to go so off script with, you know, this is who we're bringing in to coach the rest of the year. Somebody who's not even on the staff. Um, essentially, it's just like, it's a call to fans almost like, yeah, we're bringing in one of our, mm, one our, of our guys. One of our guys, right? A, a life cult, right? A lifer, mm -hmm. all pro, known for his toughness. He's he, he is fairly articulate, so I mean, I give him that. Sure. Um, but what does that mean in terms of like your ability to win games with a a less than loaded roster? You yeah. know, I'm I'm not a I'm not opposed. I was going to say I'm not not a fan of outside the box moves when the angels a couple years ago were looking for a new GM, their play-by-play -play guy applied 
and his name's Victor Rojas. And they thought he, they thought they kind of thought it was a joke. And and then that pissed him off. And he was like, absolutely not. I think I can help. I I watch as much baseball as anybody because I'm in every fucking game. Um, I think this roster has some serious problems and a couple of absolute, you know, gleaming diamonds on it. Um, And so they gave, they gave him an interview. They gave him an interview and they, uh, they liked what they heard and they didn't give him the job. I, there were rumors that he was offered a position in the front office, but he ended up uh, taking a job running like a triple A team or something. So I would have been okay with them hiring wow. him. The angels were struggling. Then they struggle. Now I, they plucked a guy, the guy that runs the team now is from the Braves organization. So you can't, you don't get much, you know, the Braves, the Cardinals, right? The Giants, typically the Dodgers, Tampa. These are teams that just consistently win. And so you want to pull somebody from that cloth and and hope they can, yeah. you know, bloom for you. Um, Play a little money ball. So I'm not, I'm not opposed to an outside the box coaching hire. It's just in the middle of an NFL season is pretty strange. Um <laughs> You you don't see it often, I suppose. I didn't realize Jeff Saturday didn't work for them. I, I just assumed that he did, which is how conditioned I am for thinking the things behind moves like this. I also think, um, you know, when was the last time the Colts were competitive? When Peyton Manning was there? Oh, that's what I was going to say. This is a team, and, and Ryan, you know this. It, <laughs> what happened to them when Andrew Luck retired is almost unprecedented, right? So Aaron, Andrew Luck was like an all pro level quarterback when he was healthy that played for the Colts played very well. They were a competitive team for a number of years. And then in the middle of a preseason game, he was like, I'm retiring. And then did. And, (laughs) And that is, damn, I remember that. It is unheard of, especially for a quarterback that sets that can set your organization back 15 years. It really can. Quarterbacks are that hard to find. So, you know, is it really their fault? I don't know. Nay. Yeah. It's, circumstances were tough on that one, to be quite honest. Like to your point, Andrew Luck was the number one pick for a reason. They thought they had their next Peyton Manning and nobody envisioned him going, yeah, I think I'm going to retire and just enjoy, you know, what I have of my health and, and try and preserve that as much as, as much as I can. Um, and then they had to fucking play Jacoby Brissett for a, an entire year. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Let's talk about fisticuffs. I think that'd Ooh. be fun. Yes. Uh, I mean, there were some fun fights on this card. Let's 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 not deny that, but there's not a lot well, of implications. So, let's talk I mean, about Pollyanna Viana, shall we? Yeah, she uh, was propositioned by Colby Covington. <laughs> well, he to, he says a little more. We don't want to get into gossip on this show. We're higher class than that. Yeah, but Colby Covington had some pointed things to say, and then she said, "Actually, he requested insert lewd act here, and I refused to do it." <laughs> Yeah, he wanted fingers in his butt. Yeah, he he sure did. (laughs) He wanted things in. He wanted his oil checked uh, uh, when she went for the takedown and she (laughs) wasn't into it. 
Uh, so, but either way, she, she, she had a performance of the night and a knockout, uh, over Jin Frey, which was pretty impressive. I mean, she just went out there and beat the shit out of poor girl. Um, is, is Pollyanna on the list? I think so. Sure. Uh, and then Mario Batista just looked like a fucking monster. I mean, as usual, made a statement. I want to see him fight somebody ranked. Now, Crick Pollyanna apparently has an OnlyFans. Oh. <laughs> wasn't wasn't Mario fighting Benito and it's like the first time he had fought in like three years, mm-hmm. like due to injury? Yeah. And, and he, he did look good, right? He looked real good. Um, you saying that, actually, I think he was ranked when he fought somebody else he fought oh uh, no he fought kelleher in 2022 he fought no i mean Parent. benito lopez benito uh, lopez yes. hadn't fought in three years yes you're absolutely right ah uh, yeah. history 2019. Yeah, 2019 and he might have been approaching rank when that happened but mario just clobbered him i mean he didn't have anything yeah he ran him over Miranda Lopez needs to do some decline chest presses. (laughs) Uh, Miranda Maverick won a decision. Uh, It was close, but she won. Uh, Grant column for her. Yeah, right. After a couple of losses, Grant Dawson kind of shocked me. (laughs) I didn't know if he was going to be able to withstand the pressure that Mark Matson brought, but Grant Dawson snuffed that shit. Yeah, as you said on the day, right? Super impressed the way he was able to just nullify what Mark Matson was doing. And you're absolutely correct. He just he ate him up. Yeah, everything he was trying to do, he just turned he, it around. He controlled it. He yep. he controlled he controlled every aspect. Yeah, super impressive. And Grant, correct me if I'm wrong. I get Grant Dawson and Jimmy Crute mixed up. <laughs> he looks Jimmy, like Jimmy Crute, Sherman a, a and heavyweight. Wellington Thurman. Oh, I know they, they're definitely different people, but I just like, I get them mixed up. So I'm sorry if I, <laughs> if I, if I do that, uh, Dawson, I thought had been knocked out at some point, but I'm, I'm thinking of somebody else anyway, uh, still an entertaining fight. Uh, and now the to gear Ulan Bekov and Nate Maness fight, mm-hmm. uh, pretty it went how everybody kind of said it was going and you have the uh the iron turtle who won via tko against Derek minner so that's let's talk about iron that turtle. one but that's that not the fight turtle. oh yeah you're right that's not shyalan your nearden bike not that but this fight has to be talked about yes it does there's there's some this is crazy could do you want to elaborate on this on what's going on with I, this fight because it's are you cool. talking to me yeah I, I will do it as best I can. And either of you feel free to, and in fact, please do jump in. So I always understood sports betting to have some sort of overseer. And I yes. have in fact told people who are not familiar with it, like someone like me couldn't just walk up and plunk 50 grand down on some random fight without, without it raising a flag. Mm-hmm. And then I spent 
and continue to spend a lot of time at sports books. And I started to wonder, maybe that doesn't actually happen because a lot of people bet on a lot of games, but no, 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 it definitely does happen. Yeah. And so a bunch of money came in late on nerd and bike, uh, specifically to win in the first round. Yeah. And it did raise some flags. Now, what I didn't know is that overseer, which is a commission, I, I guess there's a couple of them that has a name. Um, they don't actually have any legal authority. They just make recommendations. They're kind of a, they're kind of an arbiter. It yeah, sounds like to the books, right? Yes. And it makes sense, right? The books want to protect their assets. Cities like Las Vegas were not built on yeah. the, the visitors winning. Right. Um, and it did raise some flags. I don't know if any of the bets were canceled or, or questioned or whatever. They but were, the, yeah. Yeah. Um, the odds changed dramatically. Nurdenbike was like a minus 220 favorite, and then it went all the way to minus 420. Yeah. So, And the win in the first round mm-hmm. flipped from like a positive bet to a negative bet practically based on the amount of money coming in. Like, And, and they stopped taking the prop bet. Yeah, at multiple books. Yeah, uh, for and the this recommendation. Is the reason at the counter yeah. you're not allowed to have your phone out. Yeah, because it definitely. I don't know if the fix was in. It doesn't seem like Minner took a dive, but his no. coach, his coach who runs a gambling podcast and apparently a paid gambling Discord server, <laughs> uh, it it does seem like the word got out that he was pretty pretty gravely Hurt. injured. And if you think about yeah. it, like just just one week ago. If it's what's happened with TJ, it's the same. I was just going to say, if I'd have known that TJ had a dislocated shoulder, oh, 20 times in training camp, I might have gotten in the fucking car and driven there to put money on Aljamain, right? Like, yeah. And to finish the fight when a lot of people wouldn't think that correct wouldn't be like we thought that was going to be a five round war of two really tough guys. And it wasn't because TJ had one less arm. And in this fight, Derek Minner had one less leg. Um, and after the first kick he threw, he went down. Like he went down from from the injury and was finished off on the ground. And like yeah. so all that late money coming in all at once was that it had leaked somewhere that he was severely injured and the minute it went to the ground, it was over. And and so. to go to go one step further, a couple of days before that, the UFC instituted a rule that fighters and their coaches cannot bet on fights. So yeah. that raises the question: How long has this been going on? This yeah. sort of thing, and maybe just under the radar. Now, listen, like, did, I lo- was Cerrone fighting injured when he fought Cowboy? I don't know. <laughs> I love Dana White, but he does, at least I think his story anyways, he has some ties to organized crime from Boston. Um, Of course, gambling in general, right, has ties to organized crime that I heard someone say the other day, the mob's best trick has been convincing people that they've that they've disappeared. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I don't I don't know. Um, Hey, you know, the other thing, too. When you're the NBA, the NBA, when you're the UFC, you get a lot. Uh, and in fact, most of these big leagues in the UFC is no exception to this. Do a good job kind of controlling that sort of thing. So I work for a big high. I work at a big high school. Um, we're way bigger than the other two in the city. We're the biggest in the area. Um, 
our our football team competes in the highest level of CIF around here. Um, you know, the, there's several thousand people at the games, et cetera. And every time I go to a football game, there's a bunch of people walking around with our school's gear on. And I'm always kind of like, who are you? What are you <laughs> like? Like, it's not like parents and people in the stands. It's people who manage to get onto the track and onto the field. And I, I'm just always like, who? I don't, I like don't literally just fans. No, I don't know who they are. They're just That's, kind of people who are associated with the school in some way. And we're just a high school, right? We're weird. just a public high school. So if, if we deal with that, what do you guys think the UFC deals with? So the idea that somebody at the PI, whether they're supposed to be there or not, or they're just kind of hanging out, maybe they're somebody, some third coach's friend for somebody who's on the undercard and they hear, oh, oh man, Minner is hurt. I'm surprised they're letting him fight. It could get out that way. Absolutely, it could. Mm -hmm. Honestly, the fact that this doesn't happen more is a little shocking to me. Yeah. And like you said, maybe it did, and we just haven't heard about it. Maybe. Yeah. You know who wasn't happy during the the main event uh, this past Friday was anybody who was betting on Daniel Rodriguez uh, live. (laughs) Because he looked pretty good the first two rounds. Okay. Uh, but Neil Magny, man, he's awesome. <laughs> he, he's just a thing. I always forget that he broke GSP's win record for like consecutive wins at welterweight before losing. I think it was to Lawler or somebody like that. Hmm. Um, but uh, man, Magny, you look good. Nothing wrong with it. I want to see him fight some more. I mean, welterweight, I couldn't think of who we should fight next, but uh, hey. I'm in. I liked it. And then Amanda Lemos, uh, man, lots of power. This was a power beating accuracy to me because because uh, Amanda took some shots, but but still she was just she put Marina out on her feet in the third round. And some people would say it was an early stoppage. I think this was an appropriate stoppage. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I'm happy for her strawweight contender so yeah. she moves up to third you think she gets a shot at carla or zhang whoever loses or rose rose i'd like okay. to see rose uh fight one of these two uh or um uh what's her nuts uh no wait she moved she moved uh to flyweight who am i thinking of ryan who uh just john Yes, yeah, who slammed yeah, Rose. She, she's still ranked number three as a strawweight. Oh. She, her last fight was at flyweight, but uh, prior to that, she had moved back down. So it's... Honestly, UFC, UFC's it's website has her at four at strawweight and six uh, at flyweight. Huh. Well, yeah, I could see then. I would like to see Lemos fight, fight Rose next. And uh, I sure. think that would get announced probably pretty quickly i feel like they should announce what they're gonna do with rose uh coming up soon yeah we're coming up on a year from since we've seen her right yeah right it's been insane uh no no no. we saw her in may sorry yeah uh that's still that's still a while yep let's talk about ufc 281 the big one and now it's time for the pretty me podcast pick six 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 six
where do we begin gentlemen where where do we begin because i am i am as excited for this card as i've been excited for a card in a long time yeah this i mean this card ufc 281 i mean madison square garden i love early prelims it's you know early i like early prelims give me give me a card before the prelims Mm -hmm. yeah and I mean, I mean, Carolina Kovalkiewicz is is going to be exciting. Come on, let's go. You, you uh, just skipped three fights, did I? Oh my god, I could I didn't yeah. scroll far enough. Oh, there's so many fights on here. Wow, <laughs> the fight opens with Carlos, the model we talked about from City Kickboxing, Olberg. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, now Olberg is the guy who won his fight at the Apex, and then like 20 minutes later was in somebody else's corner, right? Uh, I think yeah. after he won, or he no, he, he went, was in the back, went, like warming did, them up. Uh, yeah, he went and did like some training yeah. rounds. Yeah, monster. And he had that uh that crazy knockout in Jeku. Kennedy and Jeku knocked him out. Um, and a lot of people thought Olberg was going to win that fight, and I think Olberg would would probably win if they ran it back. Hmm. Ah uh, man, Julio Arce, Montel Jackson. Uh, I think Montel fought fairly recently. Montel Jackson, part of my my running uh, '90s themed R&B UFC fighter group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Montel Jackson, Trevin Giles. Uh, there's one other one. There's one. There's one other one in there. Oh, he beat JP Bays. That's right. Yeah, he did. That's who he beat. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. Cheyenne Valismus fans at this show. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> Is that Sung Wu Choi? Yep, Sung Wu Choi taking a break from his time with BTS. <laughs> Damn, dude. Got him. Yeah, Got him. Fight Michael Trezano. Uh, coin flip. Carolina. When did we last see Carolina? Uh, she She's won an ATT a t- fighter. She finally June. got back in the win column against Felice Herrig. Yeah, after four tough losses, but three of those are pretty decent name fighters. So yeah, I mean, and, Jessica Penne is on the downside of her career, but the other three—that's the Karate Hottie, Yon uh, Shaonan. That's a good one. Alexa Grasso, Alexa Grasso. And, yeah. Yeah. and yeah, so. Yeah, I'm I'm glad she did get back in the win column. I'd like to see what she's gonna do here. Um if her if her boxing is on point, I think she really does have a good point, a good chance against the Argentinian Silvana Gomez Juarez. And then Matt the steamroller Frivola, who <laughs> we last saw in person in that fucking wild multi-knockdown first round with Gennaro Valdez. Remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was a brawl. That was nuts. It was good to see him come back, though, after the 10-second fight with <laughs> Terrence, Terrence McKinney. Terrence McKinney. Terrence McKinney is a beast. Yeah. I like when Matt When is Frivola. he coming? Oh, wait. Never mind. I still think Matt Frivola looks like Baby Dylan when he was Baby Dylan. <laughs> but Baby Dylan is not a baby anymore. He's a man. Uh, then you get into the regular prelims, which start at uh, 4 p.m. PST. Is that right? Yeah. No, this is central. So that would be 5 p.m. Yeah, 5 p.m. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, Andre Petrosky and Wellington Terman, like right off the bat, is a great 
fight. Fuck Wellington uh, Terman for the eye pokes on Sam Alvey. Yeah, <laughs> hey, you're right about that. But this slate of prelims is better than the last two fight nights. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, for what that's worth. You're definitely not wrong. That's for sure. I'm having a, a hard time trying to understand why Aaron Blanchfield is a minus 380 against Molly McCann. So I, I heard this described yesterday as a very tough matchup for Meatball. Why? I don't know. Who who described it that way? Uh, no free shout outs on this show. It was okay. another show. <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not going to knock it. And, and <laughs> we'll see if she needs Patty. Patty will be there, I'm sure, rooting or at least in her corner. I have been preparing for you to say that all day. And I am just so angry. <laughs> why because it does not matter if patty pimblet is in her corner that has zero effect on this fight hey maybe they're best friends i d- it doesn't matter yeah it didn't hurt khabib when his dad wasn't there <laughs> what i want to look at aaron blanchfield's record yeah let's see your fight history i am so over the patty pimblet experience all right so Ooh, like jj know- aldridge was not that good she beat miranda maverick See now that's that's interesting because Maverick's kind of a thinker. So I wonder if they are concerned about the step up in competition for Molly because she really hasn't fought anyone. Yeah, she just broke into the top fifteen. I mean, she's ranked what? She's ranked number fifteen. Yeah, and a Goldie. Okay, that's a name. That Carolina fight. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. You're right, Dom. Yeah, you're right, Dom. There's like, okay, the competition is now taking a huge step up with Aaron Blanchfield. Yeah, but Blanchfield having a win over Miranda Maverick. It's an appealing plus three ten. I'll say that. It is. Yeah, I'd take a flyer on it. Now, who knows how that's going to go? Word is that McCann's taking this uh, fight camp very seriously. She's not expected to be super aggressive, right? Because Blanchfield, if I remember correctly, has a pretty strong wrestling game. Throwing spinning back fists is a good way to get your back taken and then straight to the ground. Blanchfield is a jujitsu specialist. All right. Well, even (laughs) more reason. For Mm -hmm. a second, I thought that Prosopio, Procopio was the same person as Blanchfield, but with the pictures flipped. And it was really bothering me. <laughs> oh, you know what? Yeah, <laughs> they do look really similar. It was creepy. <laughs> it was weird. It was freaking me out a little bit. Yeah. Shit. Okay. So we're still in the prelims, and we're not at the main prelim yet. And then Wild. we get light heavyweight number seven Dominic, the Dominator Reyes, who also is the Dominator Cruz. They both are the Dominator. He's fighting Ryan Span. Uh. Is he Superman Span? Is that his he nickname? He is Superman Span. Yeah. And he's, oh, yeah, the tattoo. There it is. Um, I mean, this 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 does have clash all over it, in my opinion. I mean, Span is a pretty heavy wrestler. Um, Reyes is going to want to use some distance and strike a little bit. So I think this, is, this has fireworks on it, and I think one of them is going to go to sleep. I really do. I like and that person is Reyes. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. 
uh, you know what? I think that span is going to be on the rise here. Um, and I like Span's grappling. Even I mean, Man, you could... we have not seen Dominic Reyes in a minute. Yeah, yeah, didn't he recently change camps too? I mean, I maybe not uh... recently, but didn't he? He he was training in Victorville with like his brothers. Now he's actually at a legit. Uh, and I mean, no, offense. he was. Sam Alvey told us he was training at Hendo's gym. Yeah, for a yeah, while. he's he's training at Hendo's for a bit. The last time he was in there was when Yuri Prohaska sent him to the nether realm with that mm-hmm. up elbow. Yeah, I mean, that's what elbow. Yuri does. Yeah. Dominic Reyes is training somewhere new, though. You are correct. I also heard that. Ryan Span out of Fortis MMA, though. That's a big gym. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he beat Eon Kudalaba just back in May. And then prior to that, he had gotten... Uh, Submitted by yeah by yeah. Brian Smith, Anthony, Anthony Smith, Smith. Lionheart, the Lionheart. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. And then and then yeah, I remember when Johnny Walker, um, this fight when when uh, Span fought Johnny Walker, uh, Walker was in trouble. Oh, he was in trouble, and Ryan Span got caught running in. I remember that. Like that, that was actually spans to lose. So uh, that lends me to feel more comfortable with him being good with range and handling Dominic Reyes's reach advantage a lot better. So I, I think Span will finish this fight probably in the in the second or third round. Then you get to the main prelim, which I think is awesome. Another city kickboxer, Brad Rydell. Is it Rydell or is it Riddle? Do you it's know? Riddle. Riddle. Riddell. 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 Brad there Riddell. There we go. And then Renato Moicano, which I probably should have had more trouble pronouncing because <laughs> 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 it's Portuguese. But another one. I mean, Moicano is just another dude who doesn't fucking stop, and neither does Brad. So, again, another one that he's either going to be a fight of the year contender if it goes to the de- decision. Don't say fight of the year. Because you're making I me angry it. again. I believe it. I have two things queued up for the Dom Dom. Neither of them are fighting related. Don't give me the third. <laughs> and uh, hey, I, this one's going to be exciting, man. I th- I'm really stoked on it. Ryan, I have a fucking hot take for you in the Dom Hell Dom yeah. later today. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, then we have to finish. Then we get to That's the what first. She said. <laughs> yeah, we need to finish up to get to the dome. Then we get to the, the first. Main card fight of the evening. Dan Hooker. Again, we brought in City Kickboxing with Israel uh, against Claudio Puelles. Puelles. I don't. I don't have anything on this fight with how Dan's been fighting lately. I. I. This is a uh, somewhat related to Dan Hooker. There's a strong possibility that CKB loses all four of their fights. <laughs> bang 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 <laughs> yeah i mean wow. it's not it's not uh mm-hmm. it's not crazy to think about but no it is not you got Us- uh olberg or olberg who is yep. fighting another one 205er and that's nicholas negamorano is somebody who's gonna bang as well could that's, definitely lose he could definitely lose and then the next one up is uh uh Brad Riddell, that's he's an underdog facing Hanato. Um, Brad Riddell, very tough. 
Hanato's going to want to take it to the ground. Yeah, have a definitive edge there, especially off see, his back. Oh yeah, I could see, I could see a finish in that. And then Dan Hooker, just God bless him, man. <laughs> he's a man without. A, he's a he's a man without a weight division. We like Dan Hooker. We do. We love we love Hooker. We really do. We love Hooker, but he's he's not at this point in time. He's not big enough to fight at lightweight and be able to withstand really strong grapplers. And the featherweight, he kills himself and makes himself way more vulnerable to damage. Yeah, yeah. If there was like a one fifty, he'd be a real problem. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I feel bad for Frankie Eckert, but he's just going to get yeah dog walked in this fight the hope is the hope is they can just wrestle for three rounds right yeah yeah it really is the hope is you it's a hard decision and maybe he'll get a split i i love me some frankie i love the fact that you know it's like what do you love to do right when you're not fighting it's like eat pizza right come on man is is, that what he said yeah i mean he said it in previous interviews he loves you know fighting a bantamweight I think he said, what did he say? It was like the reason, one of the reasons he fought at lightweight is because he'd eat more pizza. He didn't have to cut the weight. The guy's tiny and he's fighting at 135 now. He was fighting at 155 and was a champion at 155 um, for a period of time. Was he? For the mm-hmm. love of pizza. Yeah. B- BJ? BJ Penn? Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. And then he defended it against Maynard or any. Did he lose he, it? He to defended Maynard? it a couple of times. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, Frankie Edgar, man, he's a Hall of Famer for sure. Go eat all the pizza you want. He sent love to the Pretty Neat podcast. He's a friend of the show. Yeah. Uh, Beauty, that'll be a nice send off, a good Phoenix on. Then we get into the three, the three main events of the evening because there really Mm. are three. Let's let's talk about women's straw weight first because it is the least compelling. Sure. (laughs) Champion Carla Esparza. And that is no shot at either of them. She's yeah, no, you're you're fine with that. It's not as compelling. She's gonna get obliterated by Zhang Wei Li, and this is not gonna go to a decision. Why are there no odds on this? I don't know. Let's see if they're on uh ESPN has her, which is Caesar's minus three six minus okay. Yeah, yeah. I I don't I definitely don't think this goes the distance. Look at that. Hmm. Bet any sports shows her at a minus four eighty. That's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, and I bet I bet the props on it too, or it does not go the distance. Fight ends in a draw. Plus <laughs> well, yeah, goes the distance plus one thirty. Is it? There you go. Yeah. So yeah, damn. There. It so that yeah that and you know what? That's what I would think. But and that's I mean what what do you do? What else after that? I mean, there's not even a lot to really well, go off. of. we talked about Rose and Limo. So. And, well, I think the story with Zhang now is the video of her picking up Francis. <laughs> yeah, which there's some other stuff of her on embedded. That you were not that cool. impressed by Dom. I am not. No, <laughs> I single legged him. I don't think it's as impressive as people think for these reasons. Okay, so they're fighting at one fifteen. What do you think Zhang walks at? She she seems like she's pretty disciplined. Yeah. Let's say she's one thirty. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Squatting two times your body weight is not otherworldly, and she is a world-class professional athlete. Yeah. Um, 
he yeah. even if he weighs 293 he's yeah. supporting himself somewhat right he's holding his torso up um, and she knows about leverage and center of gravity and she sets that base right i it's yep it's impressive <laughs> it's cool <laughs> to watch because she's so much smaller than him yeah. <laughs> But my hunch is she probably routine. Well, I don't know how much heavy lifting she does. I don't want to, I don't want to speculate there, but yeah, it is. I had an analogy for you guys of something that I thought was more impressive and I now can't remember what it was. I just, it's not that it's not impressive, but she looks like she's that strong. She does. Yeah. Yeah, she does. And I would be willing to bet one of us. I am certain I could pick up Francis. I don't know how long I could hold him, but I am certain I could do it. Yeah. I mean, I could give him a bear hug and lean back, you know, and if, if I, I had could, the no, right I'm angle saying, well, on my shoulder, my I issue would be, I'm so much taller than her. Like the balance gets weird, yeah. but just the weight. I for sure could pick that up. I, I yeah. routinely do in my garage. Is there a world where Carla Esparza out wrestles Zhang Wei Li and pins her for five rounds? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you're out really of talking about like a, a repeat of her and Rose, like yeah, but even Rose, a lot of the problem was they were playing patty cake the whole time, and there wasn't much to judge. Like yeah. I don't think they'll do that that as much. I think that Zhang will close the distance and engage more than Rose was willing to do, because Rose was afraid to go to the ground. I don't think Zhang will be. I think yeah. Zhang will have an escape. I think she'll crawl to the wall. And she'll she'll climb up. I really Zhang do. has a tremendous, significant strikes landed per minute advantage. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how Carla will handle that for 25 minutes. Yeah. I, I like Carla. I she I definitely thought she beat Rose. I just don't think she can beat Zhang. It's it's weird because I think Rose is a bad matchup for Zhang, and I think Zhang is a terrible matchup for Carla. <laughs> yeah. Can we get Zhang so. Shevchenko? Has that ever happened? I don't think they have competed. In no, the they haven't fought, classes. but it's not out of the realm of like, hey, Zhang won the 115. She's going to move up because she can definitely move up yeah, and fight in that exciting. weight class and fight Shevchenko because what's Shevchenko doing that other than just cleaning out the entire division one mm-hmm. person at a time? Yeah. yeah, I love that. I like that a lot, actually. Cool. So good luck, Carla. <laughs> uh but before that fight mm-hmm. we will know the answer to the question which i want to ask ryan first is who wins in a fight in the ufc after three rounds in lightweight division between dustin the diamond poirier and michael chandler mm. uh so you guys know a few weeks ago i was like yeah dustin i like dustin his striking accuracy um, and just his overall toughness. And then I heard a whole bunch of things that made me very confused, right? (laughs) They pointed out the fact that in his fight against Oliveira, he wasn't throwing with the same type of uh, um, willingness as he was previously. He was a lot more hesitant. The concern is, was he doing that because he didn't want to get into a clinch position where maybe he was going to get taken down. Maybe he was concerned about damage. Dom had said previously that 
hey, he hasn't fought somebody who's going to have this type of forward pressure that Michael Chandler is going to bring mm-hmm. since Connor. Let, I mean, we could maybe. even say no, that Con- Connor is literally no, 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 a counterpuncher. Maybe, maybe Max Holloway when they fought at 155 mm-hmm. for the interim. Mm-hmm. That's a while ago. Yeah. And we're talking Khabib, about somebody. But Khabib brings a different type of pressure. Yeah, it's it's not necessarily like volume striking. He's getting in your face so that he can lock you up. And then it's just a, a matter of time before you find yourself in a dominant position on the ground. Whereas Chandler can take you down. But we've, you know, you've said it. He's no. looking to finish the fight. He's not looking to, to stay, stick around. He wants to, he wants to end that thing with the quickness. Mm-hmm. Um, and the difference between Chance, yeah, Chandler and and Holloway is that Holloway beats you with volume, right? Overwhelming, overwhelming volume breaks you down to where you cannot withstand any more of that punishment. Whereas Chandler could end it in a couple, two, three punch, yep, succession. Chandler hits like a fucking Mack truck. Yeah, and he really does. Everything that Chandler's done since he's come to the UFC, he he said he was going to do. And that's the way he comes out. He's super aggressive. He's super disciplined with how he approaches things in terms of his preparation, not necessarily his fighting when he gets into the fight. Um, he can be a little wild at times. We saw that in the Gaethje fight. But now, like, I just feel like Chandler's going to, He's going to put it on him and he's going to put it on him mm-hmm. in the first round. And, and I don't know if, if Dustin can withstand the initial onslaught to gather his wits about him to get out of that first round or survive that initial flurry to where he could put his style of fighting on him mm-hmm. with, you know, uh, if Ch- Chandler's got a good gas tank, but, you know, he has slowed down in the second and third rounds, notably again, the Gaethje fight, yep. they were just, they were dog tired in the third round and they're mm-hmm. still trying to knock each other's heads off. Yeah. But That'll happen in this too. If it goes if that by, far, if it goes this, if it goes that far, I think I would give Poirier, a, Poirier has a better chance of winning this fight by finish the later the fight goes. But if this goes to a decision, I think Michael Chandler will probably show enough in the first two rounds. Like, I do think that Chandler that, will win the damage battle. Uh, he yeah. will. He'll win the damage battle. Um, and I'm leaning with you, Ryan. Like, I yeah. think Chandler will take it early or by UD. And I'm thinking Chandler does it early. Yeah. Stoppage, TKO. Yeah. Violence. And- Violent. It'll be they'll yeah, exchange. Super, super violent. Yeah. They can both take a shot, but how many is the question? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's more of a gut feeling. I haven't seen Dustin really come out with a really type of dogged determination to press the issue early in the fights. He's he's a little bit more measured. Um yeah. and that's definitely not the case that Chandler has shown in all of his UFC fights. Mm-hmm. No, he wants to go out. He wants to put on a show. He wants to be the star. And he wants to do backflips and call people out and get rich. And I want that for him, too, especially if he does it. <laughs> so a lot of people, uh, to Ryan's point, like around the UFC are concerned for Dustin in this fight. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, It's hard. I'm such a Michael Chandler fan. It's It's hard. Yeah. To not be biased. Um, yeah. 
I think if Poirier wins, he withstands an onslaught in the first round and connects with a clean shot in the second. Um, I don't see a version of this fight going to decision, but Chandler went to decision with Gaethje. Um, yeah, I, 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 I can't not remember who it was. One fighter was on a, <laughs> it might've been Dan Hooker basically was like Chandler brings that action from the second they say go and Poirier is going to have trouble with that. There's also been some questions. Is, yeah, is Poirier super now. locked into this anymore in the yeah. interviews in, in embedded? He's, as much hot sauce promoting as he is talking about fighting. So and we'll see. Connor I've been wrong about Khabib. calls like this before, but there was Connor and Khabib before also. Like they were personal, like <laughs> in a lot it of was, ways. It it almost feels like Dustin's window has closed, which is maybe not fair to say because he's second in lightweight and you could make a yeah. You could make a simple argument that he should be fighting Makachev next for the title. Yeah, it, that that is not outlandish to say at all. But Charles Oliveira does not bring the same style that Chandler mm-hmm. does by any stretch. Conor McGregor is literally a defensive counterpuncher. Yeah, uh, but I don't he know. opened hot against Poirier. You got he opened with kicks in the first one for sure. In the first one, he almost stopped him. Yeah, and in the second fight, and in Connor the second one, Conor almost submitted a- him. Yeah. Yeah, Connor got aggressive with him. Like Connor put him down first. Connor put Dustin on his back. I, so, I just I just don't think you you get through that's that. That's not Chandler level <laughs> against Michael Chandler. I just don't no. think you do. Not with as locked in as he is. You don't you have questions about Connor McGregor's preparation. Yeah. You don't have those questions about Michael Chandler. Well, Chandler would would then be would be our would definitely be a dog pick for us. For sure. Yes. So Um, your site has him at plus 150 there. ESPN and Caesars have a plus 190. I love that. Yeah. I'm looking at at fightodds.io. Most of them have Chandler at plus 80 or higher, except for my bookie. Okay. Um man, that's gonna be a fun fight. But yeah, Chandler looks like who we're who we're leaning towards on the likelihood. So when close though, I don't think any of us would be surprised if Poirier wins. Not at all. Not at all. So when you're making the pretty neat parlay, maybe leave this one off. But if you are going to do something, do the pretty neat parlay with Chandler and Zhang Wei Li and and then uh, (laughs) make your decision on what to do with city kickboxers (laughs) like uh, like Izzy. Um, Maybe there's a case for just running two parlays, one where CKB wins and one where they lose. Maybe, maybe. Let's just hope they don't have much jet lag and they're they're already they're already here according to embedded. So they're in Jersey, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Uh well let's look at the main event then, which is a non-MMA rematch between Israel Adesanya and Alex Pajeda. Uh Alex Pajeda defeated Israel Adesanya in those two previous kickboxing bouts. The first time by a close decision that a lot of people think Israel actually won the second time after a knockout. That was a very similar punch to the one that Alex Pajeda caught Sean Strickland with in his last fight. Um, So, I mean, Dom, you like Alex Pajeda in this, yes? So, yeah, initially, like two seconds after the Strickland fight, I, I jumped on the Alex Pajeda train. Okay. And, and I'm not saying I'm off of it. Okay. Um, 
It'll be interesting. So I heard a similar argument for Adesanya this week that people and, and the three of us included were making for Charles Oliveira. That Makachev, o- Oliveira has been in the bright lights. He's seen he's seen everything. I mean, you look at the list of guys Oliveira beat before that Makachev fight. That's one of the best runs in UFC history. Yep. And then Makachev made it look easy. Yep. <laughs> uh, which none of us thought would happen, but a lot of UFC people did think would happen. Uh-huh. All of Makachev's coaches said Oliveira is actually like an easy fight for him, just stylistically, right? Uh-huh. Okay, fine. The argument I heard was Pajeda has little to no MMA experience solving the Israel Adesanya puzzle at MSJC. MSJC, I keep fucking at MSG, <laughs> the bright lights. Uh, you know, the UFC's biggest star probably on the other side of the cage. The issue is Alex Pajeda knows what it's like to be in a ring with Israel Adesanya. Yeah. yeah and it's not much. like Stylebender is suddenly going to be like, you know what I'm going to start doing is shooting double legs. Like he's not, that's not going to happen. So the argument that I've heard is, and I, I tend to agree is if Stylebender stays back and plays patty cake with him and makes Pajeda come towards him, Stylebender finishes him late in the fight. If Stylebender gets a little too confident, mm-hmm. he he catches that left and yeah. or right and goes to sleep. I don't know what I think is going to happen. I would bet on Pajeda to stop him because that's where the value is. I do I. Th- <sighs> it's so I just hard. don't know the same argument. The, the same person making the argument then said that Alex Pajeda could not beat Robert Whitaker, Jared Cannonier, Marvin Vittori, which I just think is so fucking crazy. Like, he, yes, he could. Um, <laughs> he's, he's a, he's a different type of thing. He's not 24. He's 34, right? He's, he's fought his whole life. Fucking look at him. He looks like a street fighter character. He does. There's something there's some it's not that Stylebender doesn't he kind of especially in that picture you have up there he kind of does but significant strikes landed per minute it's a little bit inflated because Pajeda has less fights but 6.29 to Izzy's 3.93 uh his accuracy is 15 almost 16 percent better like there there's just a lot of yeah stylebender plays a confident he you know in front of the camera right he plays a confident character i think he he's he's gotta keep up this image um i still think that him losing and then the redemption arc in april or may when they fight again is is a good one for the ufc from a storytelling perspective um but if i was him i would be more concerned about this fight than i've been in a long time and he has not necessarily been on the the type of run that a guy like Charles Oliveira has. So the you almost wonder, does he remember how to take it seriously? Which I know sounds crazy, <laughs> but he does yeah. kind of have a tendency to fight to the level of his opponent. And I think if you try to play Pajeda's game with him, you lose. Mm-hmm. There is a real possibility, though, that we see the absolute best version of Stylebender mm-hmm. and we realize Pajeda is not ready for this. But the line is so close. Yeah. So what, a, what about you, Ryan? Um, I, I really like what, what Dom said about just different avenues. I wanted to add a another wrinkle to that is you know, the likelihood that Alex Bejeda comes out and tries to wrestle with Israel Adesanya 
Um, sure. The fact that he trains with Glover Teixeira in Connecticut, um, who that's what he does, right? He's a wrestling guy. He's a top pressure guy. Jiu-jitsu grapples. grapples. Um, <laughs> all points being valid. Israel Adesanya could pick you apart at distance and, and make the fight come to you. Well, then why don't you engage in that? Try to clinch, go for a single leg, see what you can do on the ground. We have seen what Israel does when he is on the ground on his back. Jan Blachowicz just dominated him. Um, I'm of the mindset that Alex Bejeda could probably be really competitive at 205 too, just based on his frame. Um, and we talked about that in the past as well. Yeah. And so what's the likelihood that he could be employing that type of strategy? Maybe not plan A, but maybe plan B. Hey, let's go for the takedown. Employ top pressure. Really try to, you know, sap some of that uh, stamina. Um, beat him up. And in those scrambles is where you could potentially catch a head kick, you know, a left hand, a right hand, whatever the case may be. A knee. A knee. Um, and then you just have a little bit more wild exchanges. That favors Pajeda for sure. For mm-hmm. sure. Um, and then the thing I say on the, on the flip side is, what if that's what Israel needs to kind of re-engage with how he fought when he fought for the interim title against Kelvin, Kelvin Gastelum, where yeah. it was he, he was, he was all in fully committed. He wasn't playing this distant late kick game, accumulate points. He was going in there um, aggressively. Um, and then that's the best case scenario for me to see a super exciting fight. I, uh, I changed my course on this. And I think, uh, I think Alex Bejeda could, could get the victory in this one. <laughs> really? Oh, I, yeah, yeah. I think I so- like Bejeda. I have two questions for both of you, I suppose, or, or a, a thought and a question. We saw Francis Ngannou against Cyril Gan have to go to plan B, right? Two rounds in, he was not winning that fight, and he Francis realized, I can't hit him. He's never going to get tired. We know that. So I've got to try the ground game, and I don't even think Cyril was expecting it. I. Mm-hmm. Alex Bahid has been training with Glover Teixeira. It's about as good on the ground as it gets. Yeah. So to to Ryan's point. That might be the plan. That it's not a terrible plan B. Um, Who between these two fighters has more paths to victory? I'd say Alex Bahida. I would say Alex Bahida. Yeah. I think that Adesanya has a very specific path to victory in this fight. And I actually kind of think it might be what he does. I might, maybe I have the weird hot take here in that I'm, I'm going to pick Adesanya. Well, saying Southbender is going to win a fight. is not a hot take. Yeah. That's I a, guess it's not right. That's about a, as safe as it gets. That's a hot cake. Not that uh, I disagree with you. It's just a pancake. It's nice. Yeah. It's tasty. There's nothing special about it. Um, But I think Adesanya is going to be, running around a lot. I think he's never going to be in Alex Bejeda's range for any period of time longer than a nanosecond. And that'll be his primary game plan is if I am, if he has forward momentum, Adesanya is going to break in with some good elbows with some, some aggressive elbows, not just jabs and combos. I think he's going to move in with lunges 
and get the fuck away. And then if Alex is moving in, he's going to run around. He's going to evade, 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 touch him, touch him, touch him. And then either outpoint him and win a decision three to two, because I still think he'll get caught a couple of times and probably lose a round or two. Or he'll actually catch Alex Pajeda lulling him into the later rounds. So like in the fourth round, mid to late, I could see him catching Alex Pajeda and chasing him to the ground and Ooh. TKO. Um, just because I think Alex Pajeda will be the one who gets tired um, of having to try and force engagement with Adesanya. Cause I think Adesanya is going to be more sheepish than he was with Yoel Romero. Like, I don't think he's going to engage at all unless it is to move forward and through him to get away, or if it's getting away. Like, I don't think he's going to open engagement. I really don't. To that point, why would he? Yeah, he's the champ. Come and fucking take it. Yeah. Like, like I'm going to dance around, and I'm going to pop you in the face with my jab, and if you don't knock me out, I'm going to take the belt. And I don't think Alex Pajeda is going in here for a point fight. He, he's going in there to finish Adesanya somehow. And doing it on the ground is is a reasonable way. I could see him going for like a Von Flute choke or something like that. Or, uh, you know, copying Alexei Olenek, like with that old man's strength and just doing a constrictor type thing. I definitely could see that version of this fight. The problem is the uh, Kamaru Usman. Yeah. Uh, uh, Leon Edwards. Yeah, right. Comparison where 25 minutes is a long fucking time. And Pajeda has two hands and two legs that can knock you out. And I, I yeah. don't know that Stylebender can stop Pajeda. Maybe he can. I don't know. I, I, I would not be surprised if he plays the distance game and just outpoints him. And smart way to do it. Why not? But yeah. also, I mean, it'd be cool if one of them just head kicked the other one into oblivion. <laughs> Oh, I mean, can we can we get a double head kick knockout in a championship yeah, fight in the UFC? There you go. Come on, especially if they're both raising the roof. Like if they just both go down and their arms are up and they're they're praising whatever, that would be testify. That'd be incredible. Yes, and her who's I wonder who's going to ref this one. Uh, if they're middleweights, my guess would probably be Dan Mergliata. So that'd be he'd be a good one to be standing in the middle of that. Or the no-nonsense Keith Peterson. <laughs> He's so tiny. Um, <laughs> so two out of three. I, I, and you know what? Alex Pajeda uh, as the PNP pick is is really kind of sticks, though. Because, I, I mean, like I said, when you ask Dom, like, he has more paths to victory. He It seems. It seems to me, at least. So it's going to be interesting to see. It really is. This card is fucking loaded. It's mm-hmm. gonna be such a good card. Dom, you said you had dome stuff to play with. Put the drop right here. <laughs> so last week I went to we took the whole day, we went to Disneyland and uh Started in California Adventure because they closed early. It was great. We get to Disneyland and I'm like, oh, this is cool. Uh, my daughter, she's seven, hit an absolute wall. So we get her lunch. 
not acting like herself. Well, she had a fever, has an ear infection. We had to leave. Not great. Um, so we are going back on Thursdays, no school Friday, uh, after work. And we'll be there probably until pretty close to when they close. Um, and it got me thinking, Mr. Mr. Ryan, I think I, I read an article where somebody argued this and I, I think I agree with them. I, <laughs> you're going to, you're going to be, you're going to be annoyed. I think, I think that Avengers campus is better than galaxy's edge. Well, what's, what's your initial reaction? I mean, my initial visual, visceral reaction was like, that's fucking bullshit. Right. Like, galaxy's <laughs> edge is way fucking better. How dare you? The, the food is better. Where? Right. All you have is Pim's test kitchen in Avengers and campus. Shawarma. And shawarma, which is good. Yeah. Okay. Pim's test kitchen. Again, I'm not the biggest Disney food fan. That's probably the best. Now the mm, Ronto no. wraps are good. The Ronto wraps are good. Ronto wraps. You also have the other place. You have Blue Milk. You got the Toydarian okay. Swirl, okay, which has all the tahini and also sweet flavors. You have. I don't. I don't like the Swirl, but I, I understand why it's popular. Okay. The Blue and Green Milk is good, but you have the Pingo Pingo Doce, or however you say it. Pingo Over Doce? at Pim's Test Kitchen, yeah, from the Hulk movies. Huh. You you have you have better you have better uh photo <laughs> moments. You have better photo moments in Galaxy's Edge than you do in Avengers Campus. No, don't say photo moments, right? Because now I'm getting angry again. <laughs> no? Photo moments? Moments? What do you need photo moments for? I'm not photo talking moments? about the best place to take pictures. Okay, just the best place in general rides, food, ambiance. Yes. It's Galaxy's Edge. How? Okay, so <laughs> they both have this thing where you walk into them, they start playing ambient music to get you. Both of them are the like mood. going to a different place. Correct. Yeah. Yes. I would say that that change is more pronounced in Galaxy's Edge because it's a little bit more. Only because of where it's off. physically located. Correct. Whereas Avengers Campus is right in the middle of everything. It's still pretty open. Yeah. Um, this may be more of a recency bias and people preferring Avengers Campus because it's newer. It's than not Galaxy's that much newer, Edge, though. But it is newer. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd let's... Rather, let's I mean, it's, actually, rather, it's actually technically years newer. They were just closed because of yeah. COVID. So it's mm-hmm. you can't... I would rather ride... I mean, I don't know about the ride situation, but like I would rather ride Smuggler's Run or Rise of the Resistance than uh Guardians. That's insane. Smuggler's Run is a joke. Not if you Smuggler's have good Run people is on dependent it. upon the people that go on it with that, you. I would which Resistance is which is better fundamentally than flawed. With Marla and the good doctor <laughs> in the engineer seats where you don't have to do any work it is buttons. the best thing ever <laughs> because if you're actually steering and you've got like people you know the the best thing about really smugglers fun. run is waiting to get into the cockpit the best thing about smugglers run is how truly in the millennium falcon you feel which is mm-hmm. pretty fucking cool mm-hmm. and the little waiting area before you go into the cockpit is cool and the animatronic is really cool of the character from the Clone Wars, whose name is Hondo Onaka. That's right, Hondo Onaka. Thank you. Okay, but the ride after that sucks. 
no, you both no, know dis- no disagreement. No, but I, you can't say that Guardians is better than Rise of the Resistance if we're including okay. Guardians. I would never say that. Okay. <laughs> Rise so of the has, Resistance, it's it's unassailable. It's the best ride. Who has the best ride? Galaxy's okay. Edge. But who has the next two best rides? Guardians has the next best ride, but then What's after the that... One? Spider-Man is better than Smuggler's Run. See, I haven't been on that, so I don't know Spider-Man yet. Spider-Man I've is heard better good than things. Run. I've heard good and things. And I don't even Spider-Man love is Spider-Man, just, Man, but it's Spider-Man than, is just Toy Story Mania. It's better but than... Marvel. It's better than <laughs> Smuggler's Run, though. Excuse me. <laughs> but the li- So from a ride's perspective, it goes Rise of the Resistance, mm-hmm. Guardians, Guardians, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, then Smuggler's Run. Yes. But which one is no getting the newer e-ticket sooner? Avengers Campus. Okay. But that's which, not it right now. We're talking it's about gonna, right now. You know it's going to be on You're par putting with a future state on it. It's going to be on par with Rise of the Resistance for sure. You know what? Yes. I think that, you know Most what? Most likely. But no. that's not the reality right now. Spider-Man Fair. swinging <laughs> through like Avengers Campus sounds really, really fucking See, cool. He's, he's touching on my next point. And I think that that is really really awesome and like the cooler the than chewbacca walking around, walking around fucking rolling oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna stomp all over that in two yeah, seconds but there's Ready? one chewbacca like i want to go see thor or and boba fett i want to see the, the hulk suit hang on hang Rogu. on hang yeah on. that'd that be fun and but hang like on. And the spider-man thing could fuck up and break too which is even and better I've seen it. Uh, and that's hilarious okay hang and, on and uh oh you guys are making me angry again there's one more point on it though <laughs> Which is that, like, if I would like St- Galaxy's Edge more if they had, like, drone, like, X-Wings and TIE Fighters they eventually coming will. in and they landing, eventually will, for like, sure. around things just for the uh, pure eventually, look of it. Eventually, an animatronic uh, Din Djarin will fly in on his own. Eventually... Uh, yeah, or an animatronic job of the hut. Like, but you will also have a life size eventually an on animatronic Iron Man that flies in from backstage and yeah. lands up near the Quinjet and walks down in. You know what? When the little baby Grogu comes walking around, when the little adolescent Grogu animatronic they don't have is a walking around, around Grogu, <laughs> haven't you seen what it looks like? No, they do not have one. They have him attached to the Mandalorian. Anyway, no. oh, sorry, I'm. I'm thinking no. I'm thinking Groot. My bad. The tiny they have Groot? A Groot. Yeah, that's coming out. What? This is even more to my point. <laughs> yeah. So I this will hard make it. Um, Galaxy's Edge for me. Look at this fucking thing, what? Project Kiwi. Your 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 mind is about to melt. Uh, because and this is real. Oh, yeah. TechCrunch. Okay. Yeah. This is nutty. Because it's basically, you know, like the the Boston yeah, Dynamics I'm, type robot. Uh-huh. But nah. I thought you were gonna say it's baby girl. Like, yeah, I'm I'm familiar. Look at him. <laughs> okay. Let me let me skip to when it gets good. Oh nope, it's right here. Because then they put the skin on the little... I was going to say, do they have it with the skin? They're like, yep. this thing is $100,000. It can't fall over. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah, there's the feet. Okay. Oh, yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a real, real problem for Galaxy's Edge. 
Yeah, because <laughs> when this little guy's walking around Marvel campus dancing and shit. <laughs> and when inevitably they figure out how to get his arms to extend and stuff. Yep. Okay. That's pretty fucking cool. Okay. So. Yeah. From a ride's perspective, I am I am going to make the argument that it's a tie. Because it's two good ones. It's a great one versus an even better one. And then a solid one versus a terrible one. <laughs> you really had a bad experience on Smuggler's Run. Smuggler's <laughs> Run sucks. It's it's what it is. We have I don't to, make the rules. We have to go on it at the same time. Like it, it, it won't make a difference. Yeah. Okay. I think it can. Moving on. Food. Because this is this is the toughest one. I would also call food a wash. Cause I do think Pim's Test Kitchen is better and you, you have alcohol there. Okay. You yeah, no, there's that's, alcohol that's... technically at Galaxy's Edge, but it's yep. harder to get to. Yeah, you need a reservation. Mm-hmm, which is basically but that's a different point, is that there is a cantina in Galaxy's Edge. Mm-hmm. That is that is a big step up and point to Galaxy's Edge for ambiance. Okay. All things considered, right? It's on the table. It's in Galaxy's Edge. And it's lots of booze, isn't it? It's They're, they're the best drinks. In Have you been park. there? Yeah. Ooh. Multiple times. <laughs> How <laughs> big of a pain in the ass to get a reservation was it? You just have to plan it okay. if you know where you're going in advance. Yeah. Um, Didn't they just up the annual pass holder price too? Probably for California. Yeah. I think my it doesn't cousin, matter. I'll pay it. Yeah. Um, my cousin said it was the first year that they're not going to pay it because it like jumped up so much. I don't think it jumped up that much. No, um, no. like starts at like twelve hundred. Goes to also like they're not they're not you can't buy them. They're they don't they're not selling new ones. Yeah. Um. I see. I still think the food is better at Avengers Campus. <laughs> I think the Ronto rap is good, and I think that's where it stops. Well, hmm. nothing over on like Pixar Pier. No, I'm just talking about Avengers Campus. Yeah. The the tip yip chicken is really good. I don't get it all the time, but I mean the Ronto rap is, is is pretty I mean it's pretty well known. I'm not gonna it's, say it's iconic. pretty good. It, the it's taro, well known. the tarot cold brew is good too. The tarot cold brew is good, and then of course blue milk. Milk stand. Yeah, those are fine. Okay. I would rather have the giant pretzel and that chicken sandwich. I mean, what do we do in the inevitable moment when Disney merges Marvel and Star Wars universes? I don't think they'll do it because (laughs) one of them is really good and the other one is Star Wars. (laughs) And then we go one step further. You talk about seeing Boba Fett or Chewbacca but it's pretty rare in the times that I've been there, which is a lot. I don't, I don't feel like I often see characters walking around. Whereas almost every time I've been to Avengers campus, not only do I see someone, but they will go all the way up like moon Knight. They had for a while. They had Ant-Man and the wasp carrying around the little version of bugs land they had uh last week they had Sam Wilson in his Captain America suit walking around up on top of the the headquarters building. I mean, you we know obviously we'll get something from Black Panther like 
the Hulk, mm-hmm. it, Thor, Loki, like all that's Captain America, the Dora Milaje, all that stuff. It's kind of hard to beat if that's your thing. I've never even actually seen the Doctor Strange thing, but it's pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> Uh, all right, I'll give you that they have a greater variety of character. I viewing. guess to my point, my point there is which one do you feel like you're actually in that world more? Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, I just, I just don't think so. I have to go. I haven't been to Adventures Campus. I'm excited. Um, you know, I think what the deciding factor for me is why I pick Galaxy's Edge is what we already talked about is the fact that where it's at in the park, the fact that the entrances in and out of Galaxy's Edge really are far enough away from where everything is in Galaxy's Edge. You don't lose that, oh, there's the other part of the park. We're going into Fantasyland or we're going into Frontierland. Whereas in Avengers Campus, you just like kind of look over and you're like, oh, there's there's some of the cars rides. There's not not really though. <laughs> Not to the point that I'm trying to make, but I am trying to make it more dramatic because I'm trying to win this argument. Uh, (laughs) I haven't um, gone, so I can't be a partial witness. Granted, like it's hard for me because I really enjoy both. And you know, on my in one of my offices in uh, well, my office in San Diego, I have three pops. It's old Obi Wan Kenobi, it's Captain America, and then it's young Obi Wan Kenobi. So for like me. That's just a an example of those are the three levels of decoration that I have on that desk because I haven't really decorated that office. But um, it's hard for me to pick. I really don't like the Spider-Man ride. I like the Spider-Man animatronic is good. The character thing, I grant there's way more Marvel characters that they can roll out that are a little bit more well-known because that's been... Yeah. That's been the focus. Well, Marvel is what star wars now what star wars was in the 70s for yeah. sure i like the blue sky project that at d23 that was uh the villains land that they were potentially isn't that in paris or something or japan the yeah there is a version of it i think at one of the parks that they're doing but they're considering it for for the u.s as well mm. and i think that would be pretty cool yeah but do Man. you have the same the same emotional response when you walked in the Galaxy's Edge and you saw the full size Millennium Falcon for the first time? So okay, so I'll I'll grant you the first time at Galaxy's Edge is like whoa, yeah, and the sound effects with the Tie Fighters, etc. And my first in, initial reaction to Avengers Campus was oh, <laughs> I will give you that, but as time has gone it has shifted for me you just feel Hmm. like you're there uh you don't have to agree yeah i like them both uh but if for me if if i had to choose i can only go to galaxy's edge or i can only go to adventures campus we're going to galaxy's edge 10 times out of 10 because it's the best ride what if you can't ride any of the rides hmm (laughs) Ooh can't ride any of the rides yep so they're all we're just talking about food and just the the visual aspect of walking around in that quote-unquote land i'd go to avengers campus even though i haven't been there 
<laughs> it sounds bad. I, I, I'd still I, go to Galaxy's Edge. There's uh, more to see. There's more uh, places to hang out. It's, it's bigger. Physically bigger. That is true. <laughs> I need to. I want to go with both of you guys. That would be. I have gone the, with the neither. PNP so. does Disneyland. Yeah, <laughs> it, it would be an event. That's for sure. Um, because I have not been there with either of you. I think the only person I have not been there with any mutual friends of ours, except for Mitchell, who I went with uh, the Domino's. It's the only person I've gone with specifically. Huh. It's random. Yeah. Right? I will go with both of you. Yeah. That'd be a fun we can, time. We can hash it out. <laughs> yeah. We can. Yeah. We'll, we'll experience both and we'll have a, we'll have a re- I'm a Carsland defender too. And that's a quick walk from Avengers campus. Yeah. You know what? We'll wear a, we'll wear pocket mics and we'll. <laughs> that we'll would be you. terrible and wonderful at the same time. The point, <laughs> all I'm trying to say, you guys, is Avengers Campus 2024. <laughs> I of knew course. we were leading that way, and then it was just going to be like a 12 minute <laughs> lead in. Uh, hey, you know why I love hey. MMA so much? It's pretty neat. That is 100% true, but it's also because it brings us together. It, it, you know what? <laughs> Violence really does bring people together. Yes, let's get